Welcome to the Men of Unquiet Desperation Podcast. This is your host, Jack Coolidge. If you hear what sounds like the nighttime on your speakers, in your speakers, uh, well, that's because I'm standing outside at nighttime under a full moon. It's July 23rd, 2021. It's a beautiful night. I figured this would be a a good enough time to record this. Uh, I typically do the podcast recording. Uh, well, it was different a couple weeks ago. They'd be released on Friday because I didn't do them on my lunch break at work on like Wednesday or Thursday. Well, things have changed. And now I uh, I don't have the same schedule. I, I basically have got myself into a position where I work less than full-time. I'm not completely free from, you know, all responsibilities and work. But uh, <clears throat> I've, I'm slowly but gradually separating from the corporate monster that completely had me entangled. So... Uh, if you've clicked on this and you're still listening to me, well, kudos for that. Uh, the topic of this one is taking a look around while you're in a traffic jam and just look at people's faces. I had this thought the other day, other morning, I should say, on the way to work and basically... It was a very emotional moment. It was a moment that was... I don't know, man. Sometimes you get those moments of enlightenment of some sorts. And I just thought about all the people that early in the morning that were driving to work. And how... Utterly... Sad is too generic of a word for it. It's something more than sad. It's... Disheartening. When you really think about everyone you know, think about yourself, of course, as well. But think about how many people do you know that are literally living to go to work and not working to live? As in, if they didn't go to work Monday through Friday at a job they didn't particularly like or enjoy, their life as they know it would be shattered you know they couldn't go to pizza hut with their kids or they couldn't pay that credit card bill every month for 150 dollars a month or whatever it is and it's ultimately this revolving door of meaninglessness honestly it's consumerism it's this repetitive cycle and it's sad it's very sad because like right now I'm looking at the full I'm looking at a full moon. I see the man on the moon, I see his face. I hear the crickets. The sky is clear, I see the stars. But how many people right now right now not even on planet earth. Let's just cuz I think that America is kind of behind on appreciating 
the natural things compared to other countries. But how many people in America right now, what are they doing? It's about where I'm at, 10 o'clock p.m. at night. Beautiful night. How many people are looking up at this moon right now and listening to the sounds of outside and looking at the stars and hearing the crickets and just the beauty of it all? I guarantee you, if you look at the percentage, it would be very small. Most people in America right now are likely, they may already be in bed if they're who knows, they have little kids or uh, if they're maybe older. But more than likely, they're probably winding down. They're watching TV, watching Netflix, probably watching the news, probably fretting over what the coronavirus is doing in America and if they should get the vaccine or are they still going to get the coronavirus, even though they got the vaccine, or is the economy going to crash? Is China taking over the world? Um, is I mean, it just goes on and on. It just goes on and on. But that's not living. That's not living to me. That's not living by all evidence of what we have of what it really means to live. I know I maybe sound like I'm just going off on a tangent, but you know what? It's okay. It's okay. Um, so what triggered all this, you know, I'm middle-aged now and I've got, I've had some close people to me pass away within the past few years very unhappy at a job that I've had for years. I mean, extremely, extremely unhappy at a job that I've had for years now. And uh, I have responsibilities like most people. But, you know, just thinking about how many people are in that position where they're doing something they're going to this a certain job and they're so unhappy and they're not taking the time to take this God-given life and live it. I mean, live it. And as it's, what does that mean? <laughs> well, I know what it means to me. It means that my time here is short. Your time here is short. Our, all of our time here is shorter than we even can possibly if you would have talked to me at 18 years old, how quickly the span was from 18 to 40, it's not even definable, if that's a word. It's really not. We're here and we're gone. And not only that, we spend a lot of our time doing things that Look, I know we all need money. Trust me. I know that. I have a wife and two kids. We all need money. We got mortgages. We've got uh, car notes, yada, 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 yada. Last week, I talked about Dave Ramsey and all that jazz. And 
I like to talk about finances sometimes because I've got, I've lived enough life and I've dealt with enough finances. But the point is, that's fine that you have bills. That's fine. But that doesn't mean you have to, you have to do something that you are unhappy doing until you're 65 years old. And you finally get to tap into that 401k that may or may not be there. And get that social security check that may not be there. By the time you get to that point. Come on, guys. I know it sucks. It's scary. What am I going to do? How am I going to do that? How am I going to transition into doing something that I like? And getting out of this position when I get paid so well. I know all about that. Go listen to a, a few episodes ago whenever, before I was going to quit full-time and go part-time, my boss calls me to the office and tells me about this raise that everybody's getting, like a massive raise. And he says, you, sh- you sure you still don't want to leave? Are you sure you still want to leave? Well, here I am. I'm still working. I'm not working full-time, but I'm... I'm not, (laughs) I didn't take the bait because I want to be completely away from what I'm doing right now. And I want to transition into doing something that I was created to do that brings me contentment. And I feel as if I'm doing something that matters in the grand scheme of things and so that whenever I die whenever that time may be if I live to be old if I don't live to be old whenever I face God Almighty and he says what did you do with your time well let me see I I went to a job 40 hours a week drove an hour there drove an hour back I hated it Uh, disagreed with the people around me, didn't get along with the people around me because they didn't have the same religious or political views, so didn't really have much in common with them. But I did my job anyway because, you know, I had to pay the bills. Uh, That's a pretty lame... That's horrible. That's sad. That makes me really sad. And that should make you sad, too. And I've said this a million times on this podcast. I'm not telling you to quit your job right now. I'm not telling you to be irresponsible. I'm not telling you to say, you know what? Call your wife or call your husband if you're a woman, you know, and and say, hey, you know what? I heard this random crappy podcast today and I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit. I'm going to walk out. I'm done with this place. I'm done. No, I'm not telling you to do that. I just want you to just stop and think and look around. Think for yourself. Don't be driven by the fact that it's scary to quit the comfort and safety of your job and your career that you've been in for so long. Start digging. Start looking. Start digging. Start looking. Start digging. Start looking. Let me tell you something. One of the best analogies that I can think of. And if trust me, if anyone's tried various things inside Hustle's to get out of his position it's me if you've ever seen Shawshank Redemption spoiler alert when he gets out 
a prison at the very end. Well, how did he do it? I love the crickets, how they just fit right there. He did it with an, a very small tool that he got from, uh, gee whiz, what's the guy? Morgan Freeman's character. Anyway, he slowly took like very small pebbles out of that wall day after day after day after day after, until eventually he made a tunnel and he got out of prison. That may be what it takes, depending on where you're at and depending on your situation. You may have to dig a tunnel basically with a small spoon-sized tool. You're going to have to look and find ways out of your position. And it's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard. It's going to be suck. But let me tell you something. Staying where you're at and sitting in that traffic and looking around at all those faces of those people who are tired, who don't want to be going to where they're going to, who are doing what they're doing out of a, a feeling of responsibility to their loved ones, but also out of fear. That's miserable. That's the worst. That's not what we're here for. It's not what we're here for. That's not it. That's just our culture. That's just what we've been taught to do ever since we're little. What do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to do, son? I don't know. I want to do all kinds of stuff. I don't want to be just one thing. I don't want to just be an engineer or a pilot or an astronaut. No, I want to do all kinds of stuff. I want to do whatever it takes to make just enough money to live by. And then for the rest of the time, maybe I want to go fishing. Maybe I want to go hiking. Maybe I want to go just drive around in the countryside and just look at things. I don't know. Maybe I want to go help some homeless people. Bring them some food. Maybe I want to go see what the church is doing this week. and go. The point is, the nine-to-five structure that we, so many of us have been stuck in and suffered through, and I want to end now because it's approaching 15 minutes, is it started with the Industrial Revolution, with factories, with assembly lines, before assembly lines even, but... The man, the human race, mankind, did not live like this, y'all. Did not live like this for thousands of years. We're creating our own, creating our own prisons, and we're looking like dead people driving around in these cars in the mornings, just emotionless, sad, tired, drinking coffee. And if you have an addiction to cigarettes, you're smoking cigarettes. To help you deal with the anxiety that you're going to deal with whenever you get to work. <laughs> hey, I feel for you. Been there. I knew all about it. And um, I still have to do that sometimes, you know. So I just I just want to put it out there. And hopefully somebody hears this and it inspires you in some kind of way. Because uh, I know other people have gone before me. And I've heard them on podcasts and books and whatever. And it's encouraged and inspired me. That, you know, I can't just stay and be in this spot. Something's got to happen. I can't do this. So, uh, I release these once a week. This is the Men of Unquiet Desperation podcast. My name is Jack Coolidge. If you like it, listen next week. If not, well, hope you got something from this one. All right. I'll take care. Peace. God bless.